The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power. Yes, good evening and welcome to Big Footy Power podcast. You're here with Bevo and I'm joined by Ken. We're both very happy because the Maggies and the Power had great wins over the weekend. The Maggies yesterday beating Sturt by 7 points and the Power, of course, demolishing the Dogs by 57 points all the way back to last Thursday night. Ken, g'day, mate. How's things? Great this week, uh, Bev. I'll tell you what, mate, it was funny. Last week, the, the stars obviously aligned and the two of us couldn't actually be on. And I was over the weekend, last weekend I'm, I'm talking about, um, we'd won both games between, you know, the Parrot had a win, the Maggies had had a win, and I'm thinking, oh, jeez, if any week I'd really love to be, you know, having a chat with you, uh, yeah. you know, last week. <laughs> yeah. the stars aligned again this weekend, mate, we've had two wins and we're both back on air, so it's great. Yeah, absolutely, and um, obviously uh, the Crow didn't go too well on Saturday night as well, which I'm sure pleased a lot of poor people, so... <laughs> Too, so, and the uh, soccer as yeah. well. What a what a night of sport on Saturday night it was. It was a, it was a big night, mate. It was, yeah. it was a very big night. Yeah. yeah. No, it was that was great, mate. It was an excellent weekend. Can't complain. And uh, yeah, certainly as a sports supporter, couldn't be more proud. Yeah, most definitely, mate. And yeah, we'll, we'll go back to the last Thursday night. And obviously, the doggies had quite a few injuries. So uh, during the game, I think they had a, as many as six people getting injured during the game, and a couple of key players going down in McRae and. And Eastern Wood certainly didn't help their cause. But back to Port, though, they were just superb. And especially in that first quarter, we really jumped them. And then, you know, it was a bit of an arm wrestle for the rest of the game. But, yeah, to, to sort of win by 57 points. And, and Rocky probably played his best game for the club. We saw Robbie Gray just continuing his great year with 28 disposals and three goals and showing his class in the wet conditions. Charlie kicked a few goals. And, and Ollie had another ripping game with 35 disposals and 11 score involvements. We could go on all night, but it was a ripping a game by pretty much it was one of those things where everyone played well, wasn't it, Cam? It was great to see Charlie back on board. Uh, that that was really good, uh, kicking a few goals there. It was a it was very much an overall team effort. You look at too how Lindsay Thomas came into the side. It was generally a no brainer that Jake Mead at some point was about to be dropped, and Lindsay Thomas came in, and I don't think it was. It, it, wasn't necessarily an overly bold move to do it because it was against the Bulldogs. Uh, so we didn't have as much to lose, but he really stood up and added to that. For the team to go on overall and kick 20 goals was just a tremendous effort, I thought. Yeah, 100% correct. Um, you know, 31 goals kicked for the whole game. That's what we love seeing. We love seeing open footy. And I guess when you go and watch that game on Thursday night and then I, just could, I was disgusted on Friday night and turned the TV off after quarter time. There was one goal kick between West Coast and Sydney for a whole quarter. And I know that, like, you know, John Longmire loves his defensive game, but full credit to Ken Hinckley and, and uh, to Beveridge as well for playing open footy because in wet conditions, that could have quite easily been a, a slog on Thursday night and a crappy, you know, contested game. But it was really open and good footy to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, the conditions were a lot better than they were expected to be. 
And uh, I, I think that really helped. I mean, I was watching it too, thinking when I saw it um, at quarter time, because I was sort of, I was had footy training as well, mate. So <laughs> when, when I saw it quarter time, I, I did manage to watch most of the game. But quarter time, and we, we kicked, uh, oh, what were we up at at quarter time? Uh, I think we had, uh, you know, five, six goals, oh, four, five goals, something like that. Yeah. Quite, thought, Jesus, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had probably seen it at that stage and I thought considering the kind of conditions I was expecting it was it was it was quite good and then when I actually got to sit down and watch it properly uh, the conditions overall were pretty good which made for quite a good game of footy as you say um, there, there was obviously from our point of view there was a lot more attacking which is just something we've been really desperate to see it's something we've been promised uh, from the Port Adelaide coaching panel since the start of the year and we actually really got to see it. It was, it was great to see. Now, we do have to bear in mind that the opposition were the Bulldogs. That's right. So, you know, we, we can't get too ahead of ourselves, but we did what we needed to do, and that was to beat them well. That's exactly right. And that's what, yeah, that's what we've sort of been lacking these last, obviously last year we've, we buried a lot of the, the lower-ranked teams, and, and I suppose the Bulldogs are a lower-ranked team this year, but you're right. We just haven't sort of been able to bury sides. You look at the Brisbane game, we nearly lost that one, of course, and, um, you know, obviously very dry, humid conditions that suited Brisbane a lot more than us. But, yeah, they sort of, we haven't been able to bury teams as much this year as we had last year, um, particularly those sort of lower-ranked sides. And it was really good to see, like you mentioned, just to, for us to bury the Bulldogs on, on Thursday night and, you know, just have more than just the usual contributors. You know, we always see Wines, Westoff, you know, um, Robbie Gray, these sort of guys always playing well. But it was great to see other guys, like you mentioned before, Lindsay Thomas, I was going to mention him as well. He was terrific. And, and down back as well, Jonas was out. But Dan Houston probably played his best game for the club, I reckon. And Dougal Howard, whilst he didn't get a lot of the foot, he only had 10 disposals. He just he just seemed to be everywhere, like just with his spoiling and his pressure acts and stuff like that. And, and DBJ was a bit quieter, but I think, our defence stood up really well, and Homshi was pretty good, you know, coming back into the side. So I thought our defence was fantastic, and, yeah, kudos to all of those guys. Yeah, I was starting to lose a bit of faith in Dan Houston, and he really impressed me. He even stood up and kicked that goal, mate. How good was oh, that? that was a ripper. <laughs> that was an absolute beauty. Weren't we just riding that one home, wanting him to kick it, uh, just for his sake? So yeah. it was really good. And defence held well, considering Tom Jonas wasn't in the side. Homsch uh, did the job. Cleary was another one I've been sort of losing a little bit of faith in as well. But he's uh, he was did quite a good job on the night. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, um, yeah, the back line really did stand up well. There was... They were let down a little bit at times, perhaps more so in that third quarter, uh, sorry, second quarter. Uh, Jasper Pittard came into the side, well, it was his second week back, and didn't do too bad either. Uh, it was yeah. good to see, you know, Jasper getting a bit more of it again and, and settling into the side. So, yeah, that, that um, no, that was really good to see. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one, and I'll sort of throw you a, a bit of a tough question here, though, Cam. If our... Defense, you know, is all okay to play on to, on Friday night. So, in other words, DBJ's on a, a bit of a cloud at the moment. But if he he's okay to play, and Jonas comes back in, who do you drop out of that defense? 
Yeah, I know. I've been contemplating this today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you have to look at um, Cleary or Hodge. Yeah. I mean, we we have to have we have to have Jonas in the side, particularly this week if he's fit. Yes. So. I can only really think Cleary or Homsch would be the options there. Um, something I want to explore a bit later too is Jack Watts. So I hold that thought too. But, yeah, um, and the other Jack as well, Jack Tringo. Geez, he's got to be yeah. close to close to a game and close to. I reckon even a McGarry Medal this year. Again, we'll talk about that a bit later on. But he just hasn't played a, a bad game for the Maggies this year, and sure, he's probably going to win our best and fairest by a country mile at the moment. Yeah, he is. But, uh, yeah, look, and we can touch on that when we talk about the SANFL. I don't know that Trengo would be coming in the side this week. But, um, yeah, it's very, it's hard to find. Or in a win like that, it's difficult to think, right, who we're going to drop because it was such a great team effort. It was, now, yeah. Uh, yeah, now, now the thing is, though, we've still... We, Complacency-wise, it was the Western Bulldogs. So, yeah, everyone gets, everyone can step up a bit and beat them out, and everyone gains more confidence, and then, you know, everyone comes along for the ride. Problem is, this week we're going to play a better side. Yes. And so, one or two players are going to be found out, and I reckon in a week's time we'll pick someone to drop. It's just so difficult after a win like this. I mean, even back, you know, round one, after we beat Fremantle, we, we didn't want to change the side. But as the weeks went on, people start getting found out. So, yeah, it's like I said, I've been contemplating this all day. It's a really tough one after such a good win. But like yeah. I said, I just know in a week's time, we'll find someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other thing as well is maybe, depending on what the condition is going to be like on Friday night, Melbourne have a lot of tall key forwards. They've obviously got Hogan, who's having a great year, and, and Tom McDonald, a former defender, who's a really good forward now. Like, he's been kicking lots of goals as well. So you sort of almost need to have Homshi and Jonas in there um, and then Clurie as well because of that extra height and then maybe, yeah, drop, dropping someone else, which is hard. I'm glad I'm not a coach because that would be a very hard decision. But, you know, unfortunately, as well as Lindsay Thomas play, played, he might be the one that might have to get dropped because if you're going to have extra tools in the, in the defence and have Jonas playing... Um, which we might need to cover those Melbourne tools, then you might have to look elsewhere, might you? And, and Lindsay Thomas was terrific on Friday night, but I can't think of anyone else that's, that... I mean, no one deserves to be dropped, but there really isn't anyone else that should be or could be dropped on from our team. I mean, Sammy Gray didn't have the best game on Friday night, but, you know, he's having a pretty good year. So, yeah, what's your thoughts on that one, mate? Yeah, mate, you'd be, be pretty brave to drop Lindsay Thomas. After that, uh, after that game, and look, I, I see where you're coming from with Sam Gray. The only thing is, Sam's been really good, particularly in some of the bigger games too. Now, the other thing to be careful of too this week is the fact that Port Adelaide Magpies don't play, so whoever you drop doesn't get a game. Now, again, this is if you're going to drop someone, it's probably going to need to be someone who can afford to miss a game through fitness or needing a rest. But the big problem we've got this week is you can't really uh, drop someone. We, we don't really have anyone to drop on form. No. But we 
he's got players who can come back in the side. Yeah, and that's the, that's the biggest thing. And again, like, if Watts was to come back in the side, unfortunately, I, I, I hate to say it, but Lindsay Thomas would be the man that would probably go out, which is so not fair, but that's just footy, isn't it? And, you know, we, we'll talk again about Watts a bit later on, but his game was sensational yesterday, and, you know, we know how how much he wants to play against his old side. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, I guess I'd say it's a good situation to be in. Like, obviously, you'd rather our situation than the boys at Westlake's at the moment because at least we've got, all, you know, a fit, a fit side and, people, you know, we've got depth and guys that can actually come into the side. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not a bad situation to be in. It's just a tough one for our coaches. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. I'll tell you who I've got my eye on at the moment, uh, just from a... A point of view of maybe I, I don't know if I'm being out of line here, but um, I'm, I'm sort of looking at Ebert at the moment as someone who's probably not quite, uh, yeah, probably not quite at his at his best. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, how good has it been? So, so the options we've opened up with, you know, the last two weeks, Wingard's been went into the midfield. As, as we discussed a little while ago, putting him in there, and he's, he's gone in there and he's absolutely carving it up. Now, yes, Rockcliffe we yes. Rockcliffe has become very handy, whether it be as a tagger, whether it be you know, maybe around half forward, or whether it, you know, whether it is right in the middle of the ground. Uh, so, you know, Pollock's really working hard at the moment, doing some, as we saw on the weekend, some on Thursday night, some outstanding things. So there's a lot of competition for spots in this side. As I say, that midfield now has a lot of strength to it. And so these guys there that, that really need to keep their game up. And I just, like I said, I'm just keeping my eye on Ebert at the moment. Yeah, you, you never drop him because he's you know an absolute star. But I tend, I tend to agree with you. Him and Voke both had quiet games on the weekend. And if that continues, then... You know, maybe they might get rested and give someone else a go. I don't think they'd ever get dropped to the SNFL, but um, yeah, you know, they could get potentially rested and give them a bit of a rest and, and bring some a new sort of a younger player or yeah, or like a, a Jack Tringovin or something like that. But yeah, at, at the moment, it's pretty hard to yeah, it's pretty hard to drop anyone. Like you said, from a, a 57 point win, it's it'd be. I mean, Bassett sort of tonight. Nathan Bassett in his press conference. Um, you know, he sort of hinted that whilst Watts had a great game on the weekend, that he probably won't come back in for this week, from from what he was sort of saying. And um, I guess, yeah, I mean, there's still a long way to go this season, so I'm sure he'll get another opportunity. But I suppose, even though it'd be so easy to get him to play against his old side this week, I don't think Hinkley will resist that temptation, and he might keep him down there for a few more weeks. Whilst I know Port's got the bye this week, but yeah, maybe keep him in there for a few more weeks and, and get a bit more confidence so that he comes back into the power side, you know, with a few goals under his belt and a few really good games. So what do you think on that, Cam? My biggest issue with him not playing this week, so, okay, if the Magpies, there's, there's two things that, that really um, that I'm struggling with at the moment. One is we're playing Melbourne this week, which is an absolute, oh, you'd think it's a no-brainer to put what's in the side. And secondly, the Magpies don't play this week. So what concerns me most there is with, uh, you know, I, I guess some of the, the momentum and confidence that Jack Watts would have got out of yesterday's game, 
Um, to have him sitting on the sidelines for another week, I, I don't want to. I, I would hate to think that that confidence is watered down. Yeah. Now, of course, the, the coaches know best and they, they know the players and, and the club knows what's going on. But just from an outsider's perspective, I look at it like uh, Watts has to play this week. Yeah, yeah, I tend to. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, yeah, I guess we'll find out on. What are we, Friday night games? So probably Thursday night, I suppose we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah. I mean, every chance you might be named as an emergency or uh, because you can. Um, but, uh, look, if if the coaches aren't ready to play him, then, hey, that, that's fine with me. Uh, but personally, from an outsider's perspective, I, I want to see him play this week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, we'll, yeah, we'll watch this face with that one. Lindsay Thomas would be very stiff to be dropped, but, you know, again, Watts is an absolute star. You know, we know how good he is, and we know that he knows Melbourne pretty well. So, yeah, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he got he got picked. But then, again, it all comes down to the defence as well, whether DBJ gets up. Doesn't seem like... I don't think he, he will. Like, I've just got to... Sort of seeing him on the news tonight, didn't look very fit. And Jonas... Again, coming back from a hamstring injury, they normally take a bit longer than one week. So you wouldn't want to rush him back in. I know it's an important game, but it's a long season. So, yeah, be interesting to see what happens, Cam. I guess uh, we'll find out in the next few days. It's going to be very intriguing anyway. It will be. Uh, as you say, it's, it's a tough team to, I guess, to mess around with at the moment. And... Um, yes, a big decision is going to have to be made. Unfortunately, I'm not having to. I'm not having to make them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's why they get paid the big bucks. But but yeah, we'll get back to talking about Chatty. And um, yeah, I think uh, putting him in the midfield has been definitely one of the best decisions that Hinkley and the coaching staff have made all year. Because against Hawthorne, he just seemed a bit lost and. You know, he just didn't have the best of games. And you never drop a star like that to the sample. People calling for him to be dropped a bit harsh. And to his credit, he came out and said that you know, he wasn't playing the best footy. But then he had a really good game against the Tigers. And then, of course, on Friday night again, 30 possessions and really influential in the, influential in the midfield, setting up a couple of goals. And, you know, he was back to his absolute best. So I think, yeah, keep chatting the midfield all year now. What's your thoughts on that one, Ken? I'm so glad he stuck it up like that because uh, there were people calling through his head. And look, I mean, it, there was uh, there's reason to, there was reason to doubt him, uh, of course, but not to the point of you, you drop Chad. So the thing is with Chad, he's a he is he's a great confidence player, and clearly he's shown his ability to um, you know he, he's got a good tank. He's a good he can be a running player. I mean, some of the some of the best footy he's played has been run and carry type of footy. So, I mean, he's winning clearances. He's making tackles. He is absolutely fired up. And people were questioning his commitment uh, for a good part of the year. And his, his body language, and, you know, maybe he cares too much about basketball. Jim, I'll tell you what, he's answered those questions, hasn't he? Yeah. And the thing I love about it is how a couple of weeks ago, and not many players would do this, but he came out and actually said, you know, like, look, I haven't, play, I haven't been playing my best and I've got a lift. And that's a pretty ballsy thing to come out and say, to admit that a star like him is not playing his best footy. And, yeah, to his credit, he came out and definitely silenced the critics. And I'm wrapped for him because he seemed, I don't 
know him, but um, he seems like a ripping bloke and, yeah, a real confidence player. And he's very important to our premiership chances this year, Cam. And it's funny, talking footies on at the moment, um, and they're actually just they're talking about how important he is to Port's, <laughs> Port's final chances this year as well. So there you go. I'll have to put that on because obviously I'm in WA and talking footy starts when our podcast finishes, mate. So oh. it'll be just in time to go and watch it. Oh, there you go. Oh, you'll be able to see all about it then. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, look, uh, all, look, always been a big fan of Chad. And uh, at the moment, I think he's, he's certainly playing some of his best footy. So it's it's great to see. And, you know, great move by Ken and the coaching staff to put him in the middle there and do something with him. It, it just sensational. And they did a similar thing with Rockcliffe too, dropped yeah. him, him back, put him in, put him into the action and away he went. So Oh what, what a story yeah, he's great. been. How good was he on Friday on Thursday night, you know, with twenty five disposals, five marks, six tackles and three goals. He was just magnificent. That that was I know they've sort of said there's been a couple of other good games. Like he played well in the second half when he was on Tom Mitchell against the Hawks, and there's been other situations this year. But I think all round that was definitely Rockcliffe's best game. And the fact that he kicked three goals, and we know that he kicked goals at Brisbane, so he can definitely play up forward, and that's going to be pretty handy for us if he can keep on, you know, standing up during the year, Cam, and and playing in the forward lines. So I think that's going to be a bonus for us for sure. And then because then you can if you keep him in the forward lines then you can leave guys like Robbie Gray and Wingard um, in the midfield and, you know, potentially Ebert and Bokey can go in there as well. So that's a bonus, having him up forward. It is. When he went back to the SNFL, we saw what he could do when he got his confidence back and he was obviously injured. We said uh, a few weeks back that he's probably going to become our top, uh, or, or he'll probably be, by the end of the season, our best recruit. And he's already showing that and, and showing why and showing why we recruited him. And, and geez, the more I see him, just the, the more I'm, I'm just really pleased with the fact that we got him, that we, picked, that we actually picked him up and what he's starting to produce and deliver now. Just sensational. Yeah, and speaking of our new recruits, I thought Mike Mott was really good on Friday, kids on Friday night, on Thursday night as well. You know, just, he's just his creativity around the ground and, Again, like he doesn't rack up 30, 40. He gets you know, his early 20s or whatever. But I just think he uses the ball so well and he's he chases and he just does the little things that you sort of got you got to be at the ground to watch what he does. But I think he's so important to our, our final chances this year, Cam. If he can play his best footy, you know, we saw at Geelong how much of a star he is. I think he had a final last year. I think it might have been perhaps against Sydney when they beat Sydney. But I think he was just, he was just superb and... And that's one of the main reasons why we picked him up. Yeah, he he was. Uh, I think you're right. It was that uh, final, but he's always been able to do this. And at times when you need a match winner or someone to step up, he'll quite often do it. But uh, even just his his X factor is really. I, I think it's it's a great lift for the rest of the team too. So yeah, look with um, with him, I, I think that was always going to be expected, and, and you always knew he was going to fit into our side. Yeah, no, definitely. And, yeah, let's hope, I don't know sort of how far away Trent McKenzie is, but we talked about him a few weeks ago, and I think he still has a bit of a part to play in our side as well. Well, if not if not the power, definitely the Magpies anyway, and, 
and the way they're going at the moment, they're a real chance to, to make the finals as well this year if they can keep stringing some wins together. Yeah, look, they, they lost about, I think it was four in a row, the Magpies. Um, now, I'll point this out. This time last year, so I think we've played ten games now, this time last year, Central Districts were on two wins and eight losses. We're currently on four wins and six losses. And Central Districts went on to be ten and eight at the end of the season and made the five. Yep. Now, if we make the five, because uh, it's yeah, highly likely the power will make the eight as well. If we make the five, there's a very big opportunity for us come finals time in the SANFL. So... Um, yeah, it's quite exciting. It was a great win yesterday to keep the season alive. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we'll talk about that that game. And we talked before about Jack Watts. You know, he was terrific with 17 disposals, three goals and eight marks as well and a couple of really good contested grabs. And, and Jack Tringo, just another unbelievable game, 27 disposals, 13 marks, a couple of goals as well. You know, he's just almost too good for the, for the sample. <laughs> He's just an absolute gun. <laughs> he, is, he, he is something that was interesting. Um, now, Magpie's side had three players in it that were top four draft picks for Melbourne over the years. It's amazing. So with, <laughs> yeah, with Tringo, Watts, and Tompas, um, we had, uh, yeah, it was, was quite, a, uh, quite a reasonable side. So... Look, and, and add to that too, the player who got the most disposals for, for us, uh, 29, was uh, Don Barry, who had also been to Melbourne. So, it, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, perhaps they're our, uh, perhaps they're our breeding ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the, uh, all the guys that can't get a game at Melbourne come and play at the Maggies and the Power. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, just saying, it was good to see Joe Attlee back in the side and Joe Attlee playing really well too with 23 disposals. So. Yeah, it was. Actually, what we're talking about the SNFL, I want to bring up something. Do you get on fans of SNFL much on Facebook? Sometimes I do, yeah. I don't have a great deal to do with it. Why is that? What a bunch of whinges. <laughs> I tell you what, what was I that? More, I want to see more Port Adelaide people on there because look, when we lose, they they have a go and say we're no good and we we're rubbish. And when we win, it's because it's unfair. Now I've got now I've got some idiot. I, I get too fired up. I get on there. I know I shouldn't get on there, but now I've got them calling for the fact that we shouldn't uh, be playing home games anymore. Oh, and, for goodness' sake! Because it's uh, it's making uneven. I've even gone to one one person and said because he, he said something about yeah look don't have the home games anymore give back to the give back to the SNFL clubs and I've gone so hang on so don't we give you guys anything and he comes back so, in reality no you don't. <laughs> oh, God, wait till I get on this podcast and respond to that one mate. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, there really is some morons, and, and you're right, they, they bag the shit, of us, shit out of us when, when we lose, and then when we win, they're, you know, they're saying, oh, kick the magpies out of the competition, but I've even spoken to people that, 
that don't you know hate the poor magpies, but they think, and I 100% agree, the SNFL wouldn't be the same without the poor magpies. Imagine no Port Central's rivalry, no Port Glenelg, no Port Sturt, no Port Norwood. You know this. Whilst obviously it's changed since we became you know an AFL reserve side. There's still that rivalry. Like, if we still want to beat Nord, we still want to beat Glenelg. And you just have to look at the grand final last year. 40,000 people in the grand final against Sturt. <laughs> you don't think there's still that rivalry alive? Oh, look, I, I, I do constantly remind myself they're only a minority that I'm arguing with, but um, sometimes I just can't help myself. So oh, so, don't blame so me. Yes. Yeah. If, if anyone does listen, I want, I want more Port supporters to get on this fans of SANFL side because... Or a, a Facebook page because look, I, I am a big fan of the SNFL. I love it. I, I I understand why they hate us, and I don't have a problem with that. I don't hate any other SNFL club, but that that's because you know I, I don't need to. But oh, jeez. Anyway, what a win at Alberton yesterday. Oh, just amazing. I mean, the first half was was pretty disappointing against Sturt, but our second half we kicked seven goals, three to two goals, five. And um, four goals, two to one goal, four in the last term to win by seven points in the end. So, yeah, I, I certainly didn't see that coming, that's for sure. But, yeah, it's just a really good win and a really good team effort. And good to see guys like mentioned before, um, Jackie Watson, Trango having a really good game. Tumpus racking up the touches again. Actually, he's he's another one that could be... I don't know if he'll win our best in Perth, but he should probably finish right up there in our top three at least because he's had a really good season too for the Magpies. I don't know if he'll get in the power side now because he's not quite good enough at that next level, but he's definitely had a really good year and, um, you know, good to see other guys like Atlee stand up again. Ira had another good game yesterday, just guys like that. And Kane Farrell chipped in with a couple of goals as well, Cam. So it's a really good team effort. <laughs> Kane Farrell was great. And you've heard me go on about him week, week after week. The only thing with Kane, and, and it's fine, look, he, he's a young kid, uh, he, he doesn't get a lot off the ball, so he's still finding his way in, in doing that, in, in mixing it up in a, in a big side. But when he does, geez, he's good. You know, he's look, he kicked two goals from his seven disposals. Um, you know, even when it comes to things like he's, uh, he didn't this week, but, you know, every now and then he'll, he'll take a contested mark. Um He's, he's just great at reading it. Once, once he sort of gets more into it, gets more involved, Kane Farrell's going to be a great little player. Yeah, I 100% agree. Let's hope we can keep him and he doesn't go home to Victoria. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Well, actually, and, and I want to make a special mention too to, uh, for Emmanuel Hira. He, yeah. he played his best game, I thought, yesterday. And um, look, he, again, I say this every week, he reminds me a lot of Jasper Pittard, but... He's, he really competes. His intensity was outstanding yesterday. And um, he was reading it quite well. And he, he used it quite well most of the time too. His disposal efficiency actually wasn't too bad. He got, um, you know, uh, 12, 12 effective disposals out of his 17. So um, I think it, 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 it was really good to see. He's quite exciting when he gets going. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think he's great to watch. and I know he's on our rookie list, but let's hope that he can get upgraded and we keep him on our list because I think he's definitely got the ability to play AFL. Um, at the moment, obviously, it's hard to see him fitting in our side unless there's a couple of injuries, but you never know. I'd, I've just got a funny feeling, though, Cam, that if he doesn't get an opportunity this year that he might 
you know, perhaps try and get drafted by another AFL club? What do you think? Well, yeah, but what is he? I think he's 24 years of age. Um, I, I don't, look, I, the thing is, I don't know if he's quite yet AFL standard, and I think he's probably going to need at least another year before he's, he's really a chance. Now, I, I don't know that he's going to be quite ready to be picked up by another club. Uh, he was given the opportunity, I think, obviously being spotted in the NFL, and we've brought him on. But, hey, all the best to him if he does get a game this year. Good luck to him. Yeah, I think he'll be fantastic. He's definitely got the body and the build and seems to know the game pretty well. So I could definitely see him running across half-back. And, yeah, maybe if we have an injury or Kenny wants to rest someone going into the finals, he might get a shot. So we'll see what happens with that one. But Carl, Carl Amon's another one who, you know, frustrates both of us, but... Yesterday, he had 25 disposals, and, you know, he's getting, getting a fair bit of the footy the last few weeks, so starting to show that he's not too far away as well, getting back into the AFL side, Ken. Yeah, he wasn't too bad. He got um, eight of his 25 disposals were contested. Uh, did turn the ball over a bit by the looks of it. He only had 12 uh, effective disposals, but... Um, I generally thought he was okay. The thing is, he was—he uh, got three clearances. He was getting the ball under pressure at times. I thought some of those errors were, were you know, were under pressure. So I, I did—I have to admit, I really did like his game. Uh, so he was—he um, was quite good. And I, I was sort of watching him. He's going all right. Um, so yeah, that was good. Look. Don't forget Don Barry. I think we mentioned it before, but Don Barry had 11 uh, contested possessions in the game as well um, out of his 28 disposals. And his efficiency wasn't too bad as well. It was uh, 19 out of 28 in, in tough conditions. So um, Don Barry really pressing there too. Yeah, he was really good against South the other week. And yeah, like you mentioned, he had another good game yesterday and a good one against Central the last week. So yeah, but... It, it is very hard to to find a spot for some of these guys at the moment. Actually, so, can, can I throw in another one? You mentioned Joe Atley before, and this is typical Joe Atley. Uh, Twenty-two disposals, fifteen of those were contested. Yeah, and he he got seven overall clearances as well. So that is Joe Atley just being the hard nut that he is. And look, I, I love this guy. He's he could play, he could get a game sometime this year if there was an opportunity. Now, at the moment, obviously, I, I can't see too many opportunities. There are people ahead of him like uh, Don Barry and Jack Trengo, but uh, he, Joe Attlee, I, I, I'm, really, uh, I'm really enjoying his development. Yeah, no, definitely. He's, uh, he's certainly one to watch, and let's hope we can keep him as well because he, he is a star, and... You know, he, even last year when he played a couple of games for us, he was really good and fitted in quite well. So it's just hard to get into that midfield at the moment. He, as, as we talked yeah. about, it's definitely, definitely it, it bats a long way down. So it's certainly one of the best midfields going around the power midfield at the moment, which definitely isn't a bad thing at all because obviously it keeps the sample side strong as well at the same time. And, you know, we've seen with the Crows, um, you know, all their injuries and stuff, their, their sample side's pretty much uh, shot and haven't won a game all year, and they've got three quarters of the side that, that are uh, top-up players. So, yeah, we're certainly in a pretty good position from that perspective. We, we are. And, and when you talk about Joe Atley and, and you hope he stays, 
he's he'd be the player I look at in that Magpies side that I think would almost be most at risk of us potentially losing. Obviously, he's got his brother um, over at North Melbourne. He's definitely, uh, you know, he's definitely got a lot of potential, and uh, he'd be the one that if I was an opposition club looking for someone to top up my midfield, he'd be one that I'd be looking at probably the most of, of those players. Yeah, you're right. A bit like Brendan Archie last year, you know, really good in the SNFL and, you know, good enough to play AFL but, but at another club because of the fact that we've got so much depth and obviously he's played a couple of games to West Coast this year, which is great. So, yeah, well, I mean, you can't keep everyone, I suppose. <laughs> Messaged you on the weekend about Archie. Yes, oh, you was, did. Yeah. Oh, I was at at the uh, I was at Leader Global watching Eastburn and Subiaco, and Eastburn being the Eagles' uh, reserve side. Now Archie took an absolute hanger. He he's come up. It's somewhere I think down the wing on the flank, and he has come up over a pack. Now hopefully it looks as good on footage as it did for me at the time. <laughs> He's come up on a pack, he's kept rising and rising, and he's sat there, and his whole body's up above this pack, and he's taken the grab, and still sitting there, like the ball's landed in his hands, he's still up there, and then he's eventually, obviously, uh, fallen back and hit the deck, but, mate, it is it has got to be up there for WAFL Marks of the Year this year. And yeah, good on him too, Archie. He absolutely cleaned up for East Perth on the weekend. Yeah, I love Arch, and he, he's known for absolutely. taking his, his big grabs. He took a couple last year for the Maggies. So, um, yeah, yeah I'll, have to, I'll have to see if we can Google or YouTube that one. Oh, <laughs> it, it'll eventually it'll be available at some point, particularly because obviously there's cameras following East Perth games um, because of that reason being the, the reserve side. But uh, I think you were the first person I messaged after I saw that. So. <laughs> well, oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, we, we will look out for it. So if anyone gets a chance, uh, yeah, check it out. Look, I'm talking it up. Hopefully it looks as good on uh, on footage as it did uh, when I saw it last. So, you know, sometimes the, the brain thinks of it one way and what really happened was something else. But no, look, I absolutely, I was out of my chair. Yeah, no, I look forward to, to seeing it, Kim. <laughs> no, so, um, mate, before we, we before we wrap things up, we're just going to do something a little bit different. We're going to discuss a few different things and and um, some great ideas by you to come up with this idea. But um, I'll ask you firstly, mate, what do you think our best win for the season so far is? Of course, we're 8-4 so far, so we've had some really good wins. We've had played 12 games and we've got the big one against Melbourne on Friday night. But what's your best win so far for the Power this year, Ken? All right, the one that gave me the biggest high, so there was great wins over, say, Sydney, Richmond, the Crows. The one that gave me the biggest high was definitely the, yeah, the showdown, I think, with uh, <laughs> lot's goal and the, the way we came back and the way we held on and just the, the, the drama of it all, particularly towards the end. I was on an absolute high for, for a week or so after that. So I'm going to say that it was the showdown for me. What about you? Well, as Meatloaf sings, you took the words right out of my mouth, mate. <laughs> yeah. And, and some poor supporters might say, might pick other ones, but uh, yeah, for me, I just it could not wipe the smile off my face that night. And for, for 
the remainder of the week. Yeah, I'm still pumped over that win. <laughs> um, and obviously, <laughs> being in Adelaide as well, and you know, we hadn't hadn't beaten them in I think five games or something like that. And um, you know, to be down at half time and looking like we were probably going to find it hard to get back into the game, and the, the Crows, their credit, were playing really good footy. Um, Robbie Gray just turns it on, kicking five goals in the third quarter. Absolute gun. And, yeah, you know, the goal, might like kicking that winning goal. It's just the game itself. I actually said this to, you know, people that, like, Crows, Crows friends and stuff like that, like my partner's a Crow supporter and all her family is as well. I said, even if Port had lost that game, I would have still called it the best showdown ever because simply because there was just so many great highlights of the game. You know, it's high scoring. It was contested footy. There was lots of great goals and went right down to the last 20 seconds. Um, and, you know, when when they hit the front um, with about sort of 40 seconds to go, I'm like, oh, not again. Surely surely they can't beat us six showdowns in a row. We're never going to beat them. But, yeah, obviously Motlop saved us and, and what a classy goal that was. Um, yeah, with a bit of luck with the, the Crows players obviously colliding with each other and then Jakey Nee doing that courageous sort of, um, handball as well under immense pressure and um, you know like it was just sorry no not not the uh, not the handball no he he collided with the two cross players didn't he because he oh, he attacked yeah. the footy really hard and then Sam Gray handballed yeah. it that's right but yeah it was a it was a great win and and yeah there was just so many twists and turns in that game and and it, it was just same as what you said it was just great to to finally win one over them and and with that big rivalry and. I sort of said after that win, I said that that those sort of wins set up his season, and pretty much other than the Hawks game since then, we've been back to our absolute best, and so I think it has turned our season around. Yeah, it, it has. So no, look, that's that's my favourite win for the year. So yeah, it, uh, oh no, look, uh, yeah, couldn't say enough about it. Yes. What's the what's the replay? <laughs> yeah, I think that might not go about 10 times at least, I reckon. <laughs> um, now, the worst loss this year, um, I reckon we might have the same thoughts on this one as well. But, yeah, I'll, I'll ask you again, mate. What was your, your feeling in terms of our worst loss this year? We've only had the four losses, thankfully. But um, we've obviously yeah. lost to the Bombers. We've lost to um, Geelong. We've lost to West Coast. And what was the other game we lost? Um... West Coast. Coast. Um, no, oh, it, oh and the Hawks, and the Hawks, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, look, yeah, look, because it's only four, um, and every loss, I, I hate every loss, I'm going to say Essendon because they were, look, they're, they're a lowly team, but I don't particularly rate Essendon and it was also straight after the fact we only just beat Brisbane and it was before the loss to Geelong it, it just seemed like a really low point in our season yeah. at that stage and, and it felt like it started with Essendon and it, yeah so I, I feel that that one particularly the fact that we really could have or we should have won we, we should have had the game in the bag from the start yeah, that's right. Our start was our start was horrendous, and obviously had a reasonable sort of second half. We nearly got back into the game in the last quarter, but they sort of held on in the end. But yeah, I actually had the West Coast game because 
there was only a period in the third quarter where we kicked, I think, four or five goals in a row. Other than that, we were absolutely smashed. We were smashing the contested footy. And that was feel was one of the games of the year. That was that was a stinker for us. So, in my opinion, that was one of our worst results. Oh, look, it was... Yeah, well, we had less inside 50s then that day. We, we were obviously just... Uh, our disposal efficiency was down. We, it, it, it was terrible. Uh, and it was it's one of those games you want to say, look, let's let's learn from it. The thing was, then we, we backed up against Geelong too, just as badly. And yeah, like I say, it just felt like it, it was the start of a, of a bit of a low point of our season, which fortunately we've recovered from. Yeah, 100%, and that's what good sides do. And the next one... This is a very tough one because we have had the eight wins and had a lot of good players this year. Um, your best player this year so far after 12 games, when I say 12 games, um, we're up to round 13 now, but yeah, the Powers obviously played the 12 games. Yeah. My, the, there's two that I'm finding hard to split, um, Robbie and Ollie. And I, I'll, I'll just say probably more on flair and X factor, I'll give it to Robbie. <laughs> you, you've stolen my line again, mate. I said the exact. I said the exact. We haven't discussed this. It was. Yeah. No, I had. I actually had Tom Jonas, but um, to be honest with you, the last couple of weeks, Robbie Gray has just been unbelievable. And his game on Thursday night, you know, his wet conditions. I mean, okay, yeah, it didn't rain like we thought it was going to, but it's still bloody slippery out there. And you know, he had the ball like it was dry. It was just incredible. That dribble goal has to be one of the goals of the year so far. That was Peter Dacos-like. And, yeah, and 28 disposals as well to go with it. He is just an absolute gun. I, I said to one of my mates that I reckon he's in the top five best players in the competition now, Cam. Yes. Well, I heard, I think it was Warren Treadray say something about when he, was, when he first came down the club in 2006, they used to call him Gary or Gaz or something after Ablett. Yeah. Um, because of just the... The way the things you used to do with the ball and, and that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, look, uh, I'm absolutely yeah. He, he's got me in awe at the moment. So I would say just probably right now. Yep. No, that's fair enough. The most disappointing. Now this is could be an SNFL player or a power player. Um, you told me off air who yours is, but yeah. for the people listening out there, who's your most disappointing player this year so far and why? Yeah, yeah, we struggled a bit with this one, didn't we? Uh, this one we did discuss, and I've just gone for Charlie Dixon. Um, now, not that Charlie's not that Charlie's out of the best twenty-two or anything like that. It's just what I saw in the elimination final against West Coast, and what I've seen so far this season. I, I, it just doesn't. I, I was really hoping that I was going to see more of that elimination final, Charlie. Now, don't get me wrong, we still see it, but I sort of picked him for, you know, this year to be, you know, far and away our leading goal kicker. He showed so much strength and leadership in that game last year, and at this time, uh, this season, we've seen him miss easy shots, which we did see in the elimination final, but there's just been times when, you know, even his discipline's been down, he's finished games with, with not a lot of score. He's only had one multiple game, which was this week, and so it was great to see him back on board this week, and that was probably a lot to do with what made me, what reminded me of why he has predominantly this season disappointed me. I say he stepped up at times. He played rough that time when 
when Paddy couldn't play, and, and there's certainly been times when he's taken it on, but just for consistency, I, I was expecting more. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I've actually changed mine in the last half an hour because I was going to say Billy Frampton, but I'm going to say Jimmy Tompas. Now, I know he's having a good year, but the reason I say he's most disappointing is when we, when we picked him up, you know, we're, we're talking here about a number four draft pick. That's a, that's a, to me, that's, that's one of the best players. That's your top, top five. So generally, in a top five draft, you get it most of the time, 90% of the time, they're supposed to be guns. Now, he did okay at Melbourne, but he never really lived up to his expectations. So I thought maybe a new club, he might be able to reach his potential. But he's a, has, I don't know his exact amount of games he's played for the power, but he's, yeah, he's just been really disappointing. Not so much in the Magpies this year, because I, I said before, he's, um, he's having a pretty good year in the Maggies, but the fact he just can't crack it in the AFL side, and when he does get in there, he's probably one of the first ones that's dropped. So I just just he just frustrates me because the guy's got talent, and you can see the way he goes about it in the SNFL that he can play, but he just doesn't have that ability to take it to the next level in the AFL. Yeah, you watch it play in the SNFL, and you think, geez, Tompas is doing a good job, and then you just remember it's, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't see this of him at the next level. And, you know, I think it goes back to we picked up wines when Melbourne picked up Tompas, and we've ended up with them both, so uh, <laughs> win-win for us. But, you know, clearly whether we ended up with Tompas or not, uh, yeah, whether Tompas had come to Port Adelaide or not, we were clearly the winner in that draft. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's um, I, I think it's probably going to be his last year. This year, I don't know if he'll get... I, I doubt he'll get picked up, so I suppose he'll end up just playing it, doing like a a John Butcher or a Cole Hoon and going to another sample club or maybe going playing in the country or maybe going in the VFL or something like that. But, yeah, I don't – unless things dramatically change, I can't see him getting getting another contract with the power next year. Now, my prediction is he's a South Australian. I think he'll be just at another SNFL club next year. Yeah, maybe the Eagles because that's where he first started playing his footy. So, yeah, great. Yeah, but we'll see about that one. But – the final one to ask you, mate, the biggest surprise so far for the power season so far um, after 12 games? Yeah, I'll put this down to a player. Um, I was trying to think, yeah, I was thinking with this, uh, is, it a, is it a player or is it a moment? I mean, there's, there's probably a few things that have surprised me, but I'm a really pleasant surprise, um, I, I think, has, has probably been, um, there's, there's a few things, I want to spit a few out, but um, Tom Jonas. Yeah. Uh, just his, the way he's come along this year, I mean, he was always good, but I just feel he's taken it to another level now at a time when we really need him to. We've got a very inexperienced backline, or a relatively inexperienced backline, and, you know, we've lost Hartlett this year too. And Tommy has really stepped up, and he really is the leader of that backline to an extent where I I hear uh, commentary about him being being sort of one of the most underrated 
defenders in the comp. And I'm really proud of that fact. And so I think, yeah, that, that's something I would, I would never, have, uh, never have picked. Yeah, it's a good one, mate. Well, mine is the fact that we've been able to beat top eight sides this year, four top eight sides this year, because last year that was one of the things we were sort of known as flat track bullies because we'd smash the, the bottom-ranked teams, but we weren't able to sort of get over the line against your, your West Coasts and your Richmonds and um, the Crows and these sort of teams, whereas this year we have. And whilst obviously Richmond and the Crows have had injuries this year, we've still beaten them. And, you know, we beat the Kangaroos convincingly and we've seen them having a really good year and we beat Sydney and they they weren't missing too many players. Like they were pretty much at full strength and, you know, we had a really good second half against the Swans at the SCG. So I think that's been one of my biggest surprises is how well we've done against the top eight sides this year, which we didn't do last year. That's a great one, mate. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah, I'm impressed with that one. Gee, I feel stupid. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, geez, you're absolutely spot on about that, that top eight stuff. We put that well to bed now. And, uh, yeah, so, no, really good point there, Bev. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> On that, on that bright note, I reckon uh, we might wrap it up, buddy, and uh, look forward to a big game on Friday night against the Dees. Um, how do you see this one going? Oh, it's going to be a tough one, is it? This one's going to be, in my mind at the moment, I think this is going to be your classic uh, Friday night. The AFL will be happy with this one. Uh, you got two very good sides at the moment, both in a bit of fly. I mean, look... Melbourne lost their last game convincingly to Collingwood. They weren't that good. But I think Melbourne have an outstanding side. I love some of those midfielders like Nathan Jones and Jack Viney in particular. Yes. He is one of my favourite players going around. Um, as well, you mentioned uh, earlier, I think, McDonald and Hogan and, and some of these blokes. There's Melksham and that running around. This is going to be a great game, mate. I am, I am going to need beer on Friday night because it's <laughs> going to be an absolute river of a game. I can't wait. I can't wait to go to it and cheer on the power. So everyone get involved in that one and let's get 50,000 plus because, yeah, it's going to be an absolute beauty. And I can't wait to see good mates, uh, Jack Viney and Ollie Wines going at it as well because they know each other very well. They're, they're best mates growing up, played footy together and that sort of thing. So I'm sure they'll go head-to-head at some stage and that should be a beauty. Oh, you're going to be there too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, got, oh, I've got season tickets, mate. So, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, good on you. Oh, that's yeah. great. Well, give me away. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, it should be, should, be, should be a ripping game, mate. And uh, as always, uh, great job, Cam. And great idea with that last, last segment. That was really good, and I enjoyed that, mate. And we look forward to hopefully celebrating a win and chatting about our win against Melbourne next Monday night. And the Maggies have got the bye, so we can relax on them. But... Um, perhaps we can talk about the some of the highlights of the Maggie season so far uh, next week. We might do a similar thing and talk about you know the biggest surprise of the Maggies and best player, most disappointing player, something like that next week. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, absolutely, mate. That should be fun. All right, beautiful. All right, mate. We have a good week, and uh, we'll speak to you again next week. You too, Bevo. Good on you, mate. Great to chat with you again. Good show. <laughs> you too. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. See you, mate. See you, mate. Goes forward again for Port Adelaide. No laughing matter for the Roos. Treadray. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, Treadray! Party time! And thank you very much.